0: It this is,
1: is can't, it, it can't, it is, well, we both, everybody wants to we talk. We both it's jumped great. in. It's, that no was my problem. bad. <laughs> no, this good. is your hour, Matt Carlin Jones. You're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM XM Channel 80 Hell presented no. by Progressive Insurance. She's Amber Wilson. She I'm just is so excited. excited. She I'm is so excited. excited because here's what happens at ESPN Radio. I'm Matt Jones. I, I like to give people behind the scenes while you're driving around all over the country. You probably sit there and think like I did when I was growing up. Man, ESPN would be a great place to work because people are arguing about sports and talking about sports all the time. Well, guess what? You're right. Even (laughs) during the breaks, people are arguing about it. Like, we have one of our producers back there, and he he and I were agreeing. Amber was talking about this segment, which is we're going to talk about what Steph Curry's legacy will be if he wins and becomes a finals MVP. Now, here's a little spoiler alert. I hate the word legacy. Because it's not something we ever used to talk about in basketball, but now we talk about it all the time. I hate it. And Amber was saying that she doesn't mind it, and we're debating it. And then we, she and I agreed that every athlete today was better than every athlete in the '80s. All of them.
2: All of them.
0: All of. Them. All of them. Not if you took them today. Not if you took them from the '80s and they grew up in the same era of the That's athletes different. today. They had the same nutrition. They have the same trainers fine bada bing bada boom a lot of them are excellent players in today's era as well the That's problem different. is if we drop them from yes. 1982 into 2022 it ain't gonna be pretty much. so that led
1: to a conversation where one of the producers said if you put larry bird in the league today He'd be a good athlete. And I said, you are insane. Now, Larry Bird would be a great player because if he grew up now, he'd have modern training. But Larry Bird smoke and smoked and drank after games. He never lifted a weight, he claims. I don't know if I believe Probably him, that's why his claimed. back
0: didn't hold up, right? I'm te- the
1: idea that he could be as athletic as the guys now is insane. And I use the example of the 1980s. Take every track star in the 80s, all of them. High school kids would smoke them today. High school kids, and he agreed. And next thing you know, we're fighting about Larry Bird's, and that's the great thing about ESPN. Amber, I also am able to sell, tell this story, and he doesn't get to give his side on the radio. Yes, but that is the great thing whoa, about whoa, this, whoa, even during the commercials. He's coming I, I get hot. to tell my side.
0: He's coming in Look, hot. He found the Le- microphone.
1: Larry Bird would be just as good as Dirk Nowitzki was in this era. That's in a the different point. NBA. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't the say he would I didn't say he wouldn't be good. I, you said he was as good an athlete. That's what you said. As dirt and yes. whiskey, he is. Yeah. That's <laughs> insanity. Yeah. And, and one quick one. Just one quick question. Would Magic Johnson still be Magic Johnson? He'd be if very good, but he would have problems athletically because he wouldn't be as Come good on. an athlete as these guys. Come on,
0: listen. None of I I I wholeheartedly agree with Matt Jones here that if we're talking about athletes pre even I think 1990 you could go back to yes then the athletes today have a distinct advantage athletically it doesn't mean that they didn't have basketball skills back then athletically the training and nutrition and understanding of your body and the LeBron James is the world who spent a million dollars a year on their bodies nobody was doing that in the 70s and 80s they didn't even have the money to do it uh, <laughs> at a certain point in the NBA and so because of that it's it's incomparable when you're talking about athletic performance now that doesn't mean that those guys if they grew up in this era that they wouldn't end up being the great you know the greats still it's just a very different era so it's very hard to compare across
1: today he would do the same training and he'd be magic but if I took magic from the winning time series and Mm -hmm. put him out there today no he would not dominate could he play maybe but he wouldn't dominate if you don't believe that, then why is LeBron spending all this money on his body? He's just wasting his money. Because heck, he'd be just. We should get Bob Cousy out there. Who needs to? Who needs to lift weights? I've never even seen a weight. Like that's what that's the, what that position is. And Amber, that's a nonsense position.
0: This argument between Sam and Matt is what had me so distracted during the commercial break. <laughs> that's right. That then I just jumped on top of what Matt was supposed to do in bringing us in. Uh, but there's nothing that says NBA Finals. Like this talk of Larry Bird versus Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and again, though it is interesting, don't you think, Amber? And by the way, if you're interested in non-real sports, you can listen to the two, on, watch the two-on-two two game between Keyshawn and Jaywill Will versus Barton Hahn. It is on the at J and Max Instagram account and other huge platforms. But I want to yes. go back. This is why basketball is interesting to me. Because we don't do this in other sports. Like, nobody sees Mike Judge uh, or Aaron Judge. Mike Judge made Beavis and Butthead. Aaron Judge hit a home run. Nobody looks at him and goes, well, could he hit a home run off of Roger Clemens? Like, nobody does that. But we do it in basketball. Why do you think that is?
0: I think it's because basketball is such a star-driven league. And you're talking – I mean, you're talking small rosters, obviously. And then in addition to that, you're talking superstars. I mean, it's what the sport has become. It's the brand that's built around these individual players. So it's fun. I think it's fun for all of us to kind of theorize what would – who would actually be better between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And so much of it comes down to who we saw growing up, where our own nostalgia lies – what we saw before our own eyes, right? And it all kind of is encapsulated in this legacy conversation that we end up happening in this particular sport. So let's go ahead and have it about stuff, Curry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and I mean, Sam believes that, like, Bjorn Borg would beat Nadal on clay, (laughs) even though if he was playing with a wooden racket. Because you know what? It doesn't matter. Training, who's even heard of training? If you agree with Sam, first of all, you're wrong, but 888-SAY-ESPN, you can call in and make your point, or you can tune in to ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. It's presented by Supercuts. You can download and subscribe and review ESPN Daily wherever you enjoy your podcast. Elijah's in Ohio. He wants to weigh in, and since since Sam has now gotten too scared to give up his opinion on the air. Let's go to Elijah. Go go ahead,
2: Elijah. Yes, I just want to say, if the nutrition for the athletes and how much they spend in their body nowadays is so dominant, how come Michael Jordan could play 82-game seasons? How come Magic
1: Johnson could play 82 seasons? Show me the proof in the pudding for because LeBron Because, Elijah, that's it's a very simple answer, paper. but it's a very simple answer because they're playing against other dudes who also didn't work out like them. I mean, they well, were also,
0: play- it's part of it, right? I mean, the reason that LeBron James doesn't play 82 is because he understands the wear on his body. Exactly. Like, it's part of the science. It's part of the maintenance. They understand the benefit to them. Unfortunately, right now for the NBA, it's become a big problem, and the commissioner is kind of trying to figure out how to navigate it in these in-season tournaments and everything else, but they have. Figured out the individual athlete. Hey, it's best for me in my career, the longevity of my career, and my supremacy as a player here to maintain my own body by playing far yeah. less than eighty-two. Exactly, far Elijah. To so the, the point. To, oh, wait minute, hang on just a second, 90s? Elijah.
1: This is not Canty and Carlin hosted by Elijah. Hang on just a second.
0: This <laughs> is Canty Carlin this hosted is, by Amber Wilson Matchup.
1: Exactly. So. Elijah, what I would say to you is, you remember when Larry Bird at the age of like 32 was laying on the ground with his back hurt? You remember how Magic wasn't the same in the last few years? You know why? Mm -hmm. Because he didn't do what LeBron does. There's a reason why these guys are able to have their careers that they didn't back then. Are you telling me that the NBA was tougher in the 90s or now? Well, first of all, I think the 90s is about when it changed. I mean, go look at Shaq. And some of those guys, they got huge, okay? The 90s was so – so Jordan's a little different to me. But in the 80s, was it tougher? I don't know, maybe, but it was also stupider.
0: (laughs) And what is – I mean, tougher, I mean, I don't – what do we mean by tougher? Anyways, I mean, mean, it was a different game. Can you imagine imagine Bill Lambert
1: in a game today? Can you imagine that? I mean, how would he even play? He's built like me. How in the world would he have played now? He just – he wouldn't have. Anyway, Canty and Carlin are here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We were going to talk about Steph and all that. I think we probably should, but Sam was over over here saying his nonsense, and so we had to weigh in. We'll get back to it, and it looks like some of you all want to weigh in with similar awful commentary. That's next here on
2: Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm right Cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
1: you know when you do sports radio you never know what's going to hit sometimes it can be one of your producers says something silly and you tell them they're wrong and next thing you know bunch of old guys in America want to weigh in and say they want to give their wrong opinion.
0: Back, <laughs> Back in my day. Back in I my day, I could have
1: beaten all these guys at the <laughs> golf game. Candy and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, <laughs> presented by Progressive Insurance, Matt Jones and Amber Wilson. You know, we were going to talk about other stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. But, I don't know. I feel like we got to get to some of these people. We got Reggie and Dad. I'm going to just let you, Amber, because, like, i got to be careful. I don't want to be mean to these people because they're going to say something that I, I know they're going to say something I don't like. And that I can be mean sometimes. You are sweet. You're a nice human being. You're smart. You're funny. I like you. So I want you to pick which one of these. Reggie in Dallas, Gary in New York. Moses in North Carolina, who's going to part the Red Sea of terrible takes. (laughs) Steve in Las Vegas, Norman in Denver, or Martin in Tennessee. Who am I taking?
0: Let's start with Reggie in Dallas uh, because he wants to discuss players back in his day. All right, Reggie in
1: Dallas. Let's see what Reggie has to say. Tell me something terrible. Hey, so what's going on, guys? I hope you're having a great day. But listen, I'm thinking about Dr. J, Julius Irving, the best of all time, in my opinion, Look who looked up to him, Michael. Wait a minute, hang on. Just say, let me stop you right there, real quick, Reggie. Best of all time at what? He's very athletic. He's been jumping. And out that's of not him. what you said. You said he was the best of all time. What was he the best He's of all athletic. time at, Reggie? All right, I hear you. What was he the best of all time at? I uh, was the best of all time is in the best of all time as in scoring, as, as in athleticism, it. and changing stop the it. game. I mean, stop it. Stop it. First of all, he's a good. If you're looking at athletes from the 80s, Amber, he would be one of the best. There's no doubt about that. Is he more athletic than the average 80s player? Yes. In 70s. He goes back into the 70s, obviously. He was incredibly
0: athletic athletic for that time. Incredibly Incredibly athletic for the
1: time. And so if you
0: draw, if he was in this time, he'd be incredibly athletic if he had access to the same thing that those guys today have access to. But
1: take his athleticism at the time. And it's like the least athleticism in the league today.
0: I won't and that's, say least. I don't know of least. Like, if we're taking the, we're taking the elite, elite, like, okay, very look, top athletes from that time, then we're probably talking mediocre athleticism. Okay, today. so let's look
1: at Golden State Boston. Okay. How many athletes on that court do you think Dr. J in 1982 was more athletic than?
0: Him? Oh, man. There's I mean, I'm going to say a lot here. I'm maybe pulling up maybe the, Daniel have, Tice. Right. I would have to pull up the roster. I mean, mean, yes, it might be somebody, you know, slightly more obscure than the main guys that we're we're considering. Uh, I I do think, like, if you're talking about the most elite athletes of the time, then it's not that they would be the least athletic people in the entire league, but they would certainly look far more mediocre in today. Yeah, they would hope, they better hope Boban's in the game, right? Like, that's what we're (laughs)
1: basically... Right. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Again, now, do I think if Dr. J grew up today, he'd be the best athlete in the league? Maybe. Maybe. If he got all that training, maybe. But it's like, I, I always say this, and no one has an answer for this, Amber. There are sports that we have objective measurement of greatness. Track, swimming, etc. And what has happened over the years? Mm-hmm. All the world records have been broken. All of them. And they'll continue to be broken until humans reach the point that they can't go any faster. Maybe one day we'll hit that.
0: I don't well, that's, know why people would think basketball would be different. Be, but that's why we don't have the debates in those sports, right? Like you're not having the, you because know, is Michael Phelps better than whatever swimmer a of yesterday? debate? To it. Well, that's why that's but there's not a definitive fun. answer Matt to Jones. it in basketball as well. Which well, is, I, I now, tend to agree with you, but because everybody everybody there's no now head-to-head is head to head everybody then. Well, I tend to agree with you. But because the it's head-to-head true. measurements aren't the same, then, you know, it's, it's it's a different analysis, so to speak. And they are playing in different eras, so you can't even compare the numbers because it's let such you, different eras. Let me eras tell you a player
1: growing up I loved. I loved Kurt Rambis. You know why? Because he wore goggles, and I wore goggles. And I thought, look, a fellow nerd is in the NBA. Does anyone believe you could put Kurt Rambis in the league today And without any modern training, he could play anyone.
0: I don't know. Anyone. (laughs) I mean, yeah, there's a whole bunch of people on the call in line that probably, uh, but uh, not this girl. No. uh, Is Dr. J more athletic than Peyton Pritchard?
2: (laughs) Okay. Yes.
1: I'll give you that, but barely. Let's go to Steve in Las Vegas. Steve. How you doing, my friend? What's up? You know what? I, I slightly agree with you. Certain players. From back in the day, Kurt Ramis was – he was a starter in that Lakers team, but he didn't scare anybody as far as his scoring ability or athletic ability. Magic Johnson is a hard one for me because you look at him back then, he played kind of flat-footed in a sense. Yes. Uh, he, made, he made the Lakers better. No, he was awesome. But, he was awesome. Yeah, but he wasn't really – like not, these guys today – They rely on a three point It's a three point game. You guys said before. Well, that's a whole other argument. You're right. It's a different thing. Now, this is. And you know, (laughs) there are guys. (laughs) Yeah, there are guys, Steve, like, I appreciate the call. There are guys like, say, Craig Hodges, who went through a period in the league where I'm not sure he could have played to now how valuable would he be because he was such an elite three-point shooter. You know, there is part of an Amber that just the the the, game changes.
0: Well, and this conversation started with Larry Bird, but that's why we were specifically talking about the athleticism factor. It's not that Larry's game wouldn't be applicable today. I mean, you pull his numbers from back then. It's a a joke. Like, we think of him as a three-point shooter. It's a joke compared to what we're going to see tomorrow night in game. Game one, and if the if Warriors are on shoot, their game the way we expect, and if he and was he, able to shoot
1: threes now, forget it. He forget would about better. it. But Pray, he
0: would get more athletic, much better. But he, he would have, have yes, but athletically speaking, it's not comparable. That's right.
1: Now, arguments like this are not all that matters in life. Also, something that matters is good investing, and in clutch moments, you need to be able with your investment dollars to separate winners from losers. So right now, the market is down. 16%, 50%, more percent. So how do you win? Well, look no further than one exciting market with a global value of $1.7 trillion. That's Amber Wilson money. And it's only getting bigger. In fact, experts predict it's going to grow $1 trillion more in the next five years. That is amazing. But here's the cool thing. You don't have to be a baller or a shot caller to get in on the action. All you need is a smartphone. It's not betting it's way more in fact, impactful. It's called Masterworks. They got a th- over 4,000 members on their platform. And if you are listening through ESPN, you can skip the wait. Go to Masterworks.com, promo code Carlin. Masterworks.com, promo co- code C A R L I N. Remember, it's Masterworks. And receive also the important Regulation A disclosures at Masterworks.io/slash CD. There's no guarantee of profits, and invest- investing always includes risk of loss master works more on this and nick saban the rare foot in his mouth the last few weeks and now he's trying to get out of it that's next here on candy and carlin
0: this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Matt Jones. She's Amber Wilson. We are substituting in for Canty and Carlin, 888-SAY-ESPN. Uh, there are people very upset with us on social media for our takes that athlete, uh, basketball players in the 70s and 80s were not as athletic as the people now. Matter of fact, they're on Twitter being very upset, and some of them are mad at Canty and Carlin, assuming those are our names. So I'm here <laughs> for that. Let's just, I'm you very, know what,
0: blame them for our takes.
1: Sorry, for, sorry to Canty and Carlin. For our, uh, our, you know, comments making people angry and they think it's you. But I'm good with that. I have a very common name. Nobody knows who I am anyway. It's perfect.
0: It's amazing, though. You say athleticism. We keep talking about athleticism, the athlete portion. And then, of course, people are tweeting us. You're saying that players in the 80s couldn't play in today's NBA. There's a lot of
1: people out there that all believe they are Al Bundy from Married with Children and that they're still able to relive their high school glory. And they're like, I watched these people when I was a child. Please do not make me feel bad about them but that's what I'm here to do, uh, Matt Carlin. Now, is Nick Saban going to stay as the person that continues to stir things up? He was He's sort of the dean of college football, but recently it's been tough. And, of course, he said that uh, Jimbo Fisher and A&M were paying for players. It led to a huge comeback from uh, Jimbo that was absolutely awesome and Saban now had to address it. The SEC meetings are going on right now in Destin, Florida, and here's what he said about the Jimbo Fisher situation. I didn't say anybody did anything wrong, okay, and I've said everything I'm going to say about this, but I guess the point, and I should have never mentioned any individual institutions, I said that before, but, you know, some kind of uniform uh, name, image, and likeness, you know, standard um, that supports some kind of equitable uh, national Competition, uh, I think, is really, really important in college athletics and college football. I'm all for players making as much as they can make, um, but I also think that, you know, we've got to have some uniform, transparent way to do that. Our players did extremely well last year in name, image, and likeness because they got agents, they had representation. I have no problem with Jimbo. Uh, I have no problem with Jimbo at all. So there you go. That's his comments. Then Jimbo said, hey, it's over now. It's over with. We're done talking about it and what happens, and we're moving on to the future, what goes on, and try to fix the problems of what we have in college football. We're a lot more pressing needs than our arguments. We're moving on to do what we got. I have no problem. Things are said, and, and what he says, what we say. I mean, it moves on. We're, we're moving on to the next thing. Yeah, good luck. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's nonsense. I mean, look, both these guys, they both said what they said. Amber, they both knew what they said. Yeah, I mean, Jimbo took 24 hours and came out and was still angrier than I bet he was at the first moment. And, and Nick Saban can say, well, I shouldn't have said that. See, anybody, any team. Okay, but you did. And it's not going anywhere. They're going to get asked about this over and over, and they can keep saying no, no, no. But it's not going anywhere. It's why Alabama A&M next year is going to be one of the better games, if not the best game all season.
0: Which is why I think it's great for college football. And I understand the SEC had to come out and they had to issue the public reprimand, right, where they say, oh, you guys stop talking. It's against SEC rules. But secretly, I feel like the SEC... college football generally has to love this. I mean, keep talking, keep this feud going. Let's not, it's SEC media days. Let's not actually be done with this or finish discussing this because it's going to make that rivalry all the more fun. And that rivalry, of course, already has a bunch of juice to it. Uh, I think that us talking about college football and it actually being interesting in the month of May or now June uh, is good for everybody involved who loves college football. But I also do understand why this started to begin with. I think that we have this unrealistic expectation that Nick Saban is going to, even if he wants what's best for the student athletes in terms of, hey, overall I can recognize that it's good that these guys get to benefit off their own name, image, and likenesses, but at the same time the expectation that he's going to be happy about the result that has occurred where recruiting has now gotten significantly harder for him. And he's at a point, Matt, in his career at 70 years old where Alabama was recruiting itself let's be honest like that man hasn't had to recruit in years he just calls up and says hey i'm nick saban here's my rings and then recruits want to go there and now things have changed on him and changed dramatically on him in a year's time and frankly i'm not saying i agree with it but i do understand why if you're the very 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 top of the top of the top and you're 70 years old you wouldn't want your job overnight to become significantly harder and that's essentially what happened nick saban
1: if you're the ceo of kodak Mm -hmm. It probably makes you sad when iPhones exist. Right. But you know what? If you're going to, unless you want Kodak to just shut the doors, you better figure something out. And some people did that and some people didn't. Go look at the BlackBerry. There was a time everybody had a BlackBerry. And then all of a sudden, people said, "I don't like what's happening." And BlackBerry didn't change, and now I don't even know if they make them anymore. I don't think they do. Nick, but if you're Nick, the seventy-year-old
0: CEO of BlackBerry or then, then they or Any of these, nobody's that,
1: nobody's right. making and, Nick Saban do this. I mean, like he's not. This is not. He's not in prison. If he doesn't like it, he doesn't have to do it anymore. He, you hit it though. You hit the exact point. Under the old system, he was unchallenged as the king. Now he has two forces going against him. One, players have more authority than before, and if he doesn't treat them well, and I see no reason why he doesn't. I'm not saying he doesn't treat players well. But if he doesn't stay recruiting them when they're at Alabama, they'll leave while they're there, Mm -hmm. right? Second, when money can be the great equalizer, you know, Yeah, Alabama can raise money, but they're not the only ones that can raise money. And so all of a sudden, he's got more competition. I understand why he's frustrated, but again, you can't fight history. You cannot fight change. Kodak tried. I don't even know if they're still around anymore. At some point, you better adapt. And what's been amazing about Saban is he's adapted throughout his career. When offense changed, he went and hired Lane Kiffin, and all of a sudden they were as good as anybody. He's got to adapt to this whining does nothing
0: the fact that he's 70 years old and that he can relate to players today yeah. right I mean kids today the fact that he can do that is, un- it is frankly remarkable to me, yes, right? That you're able to do it, have the dominance through so many decades, so many different eras, so many different types of people and kids and influences and social media and everything else. This is just a new evolution of that, but I do understand why particularly these older coaches and the most dominant coaches on the top are frustrated by the changing landscape because growing pains are always that, they're pains, and this is a growing pain because sorting this out, and you mentioned Alabama can raise money. Well, well, actually, until you know a couple months ago, when Alabama repealed its NIL law, that's there true, was a law yeah. in place for a while. But that's where their they, fault. Couldn't have, they couldn't have—they couldn't, not in the same way that that the boosters could not. So they could not have a booster collective like Texas A&M has a booster collective, and that's probably part of Saban's frustration. But these things are are evolving, and there's pains involved in that because it's growing pains. But you're right, Saban's going to have to grow.
1: Whining never works. It remind. And by the way, when you fight change, you lose. I think about Charles Barkley, who I. Love. Nobody better in media than Charles Barkley. But you remember that first year Golden State won? He spent the whole year going, Golden State can't win. You can't win shooting threes all the time. Well, that sounds like the silliest viewpoint of all time because he was thinking about, back in my day, well, you got you can't do that. The first, and, the, by the way, Amber, if you ever hear me in the future – Say back in my day or fight change, you come and say to me, pull up this audio because that never works. No one has ever fought history and won, and even someone as powerful as Nick Saban cannot do it. Now, Draymond Green is in a, something that we wouldn't have even known about in history. Can you imagine if Charles Barkley had Twitter when he played? That would have been quite fun. Oh, to that watch. would have been gold. Well, here we are on the precipice of the nba finals and he's in a twitter feud with kevin duran who's not even in uh in the finals why what's the point of it and let's also be honest who won that's next here on candy and carlin we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their
2: day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, Matt Jones, Amber Wilson. We made a lot of people mad when I made what was a very simple and true comment that Amber agreed with, that players in the 80s in basketball were not as athletic as the guys now and would need to get more athletic if they'd be able to play. That made people mad, including Moses in North Carolina. Moses, this position you're going to take, I'm sure, is bad, but I'm going to give you a chance to say it.
2: Okay, hey, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, first of all,
1: um, Matthew Johnson was a 6'9 point guard. Okay, there's no nothing you can do with that. He could drop in the NBA right now, and he would dominate because there are no other – nine point bars. who would, would he guard tip, you know. i'm just curious who would he guard that's what who i thought he nope he wouldn't guard anybody let's go to martin in tennessee because he's not quick enough because he's not athletic enough so it's i mean listen and, and amber you and i would agree we need to say it if he had modern training he'd dominate right right
0: Right, and people keep talking about the physical accolades there of Magic Johnson, and I understand that, and if he has the right training, then, yes, I still think he looks like Magic in 2022, but with the difference in competition level because of all their training, it wouldn't look the same if you just dropped him from the 80s into today.
1: That's true. Martin in Tennessee, which is also a town in Tennessee. What do you got? Um, I'm, I'm actually calling the ticket. you. You are absolutely correct. Thank you. Um uh, because uh, I argue this point all the time we got to stop ranking players number one of all time there's no such thing because you have to put errors in play they might be number one in a error because of the competition they had but no one is number one of all times because the athletes are different the game is different it's played different even
2: Michael Jordan who everybody put on this Mount Rushmore Nobody talks about the first seven years he lost in the NBA. They only talk mm-hmm. about the six championship he won
1: after expansion. Yeah. No, I I'm with you. I got, I got to let you go though. We got we got to go here. I just want you to think for a second. Can you imagine what would happen if LeBron was playing in 1950?
0: Right. <laughs> I just. Want I you mean, to it'd think be about, unbelievable. I, just I want I, you to think
1: about. I completely what that agree with like.
0: Martin. I mean, you can't. We want to do it. When we have these legacy conversations, which is what uh, impassioned us about this subject, frankly, but it's just not realistic to talk about who's the best across all the entire history of the NBA. It just doesn't work out like that. You have to yeah. take context of era into account. Just look. And this and is you... the most athletic era, period.
1: Oh, it's, it's 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 not, not even a it's not even close to like everything else. And again, I just use example of Bill Embiid, multi All Star. You think he what, – what's he doing right now?
0: Bill Lambeer is taking a lot of shots. He's, he's taking sw- a I'm lot sorry. of shots. I'm sorry, he up.
1: deserves the shots because <laughs> he's Bill shot. Lambeer and I have nothing but disdain for Bill Lambeer.
0: Must be 21 plus plus present president select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: That's true. We do have a lot of enemies here today on Canty and Carlin trying to drain us of our energy, but they cannot do it because we are presented by Progressive Insurance, and that gives us life, Progressive Insurance. It gives us energy, and it gives us the ability to have these conversations with you. One of the things Amber and I, I think, enjoy, that's why I work like working with her, is we, we like to spill the tea. Right? Isn't that what the kids call it now? When you, uh, I think so.
0: Or it's what they used to, either
1: way. Are we already on to something else? I think we
0: might. But they might already be. I can't believe it. What is it now?
1: I want to stay with it. Come on. <laughs> I want to make it to where I know what's happening. I think we, happening. Need,
0: we need somebody under uh, 25 to have this conversation. They, they with. don't say 23 skadoo anymore. But
1: anyway, <laughs> uh, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, uh, they, they, they stay fighting. I mean, I don't know what it is with the two of them. And you would think with Draymond, with the finals coming up, maybe he wouldn't want to do it. But apparently he does. He recently was on the Colin Cowherd podcast, and he had this to say about Durant versus his current teammate, Steph Curry. Kevin Durant was absolutely incredible in those finals runs. As you know, you watched it. We all watched it. Kevin Durant was absolutely insane. Steph Curry got double teamed probably seven times the amount that KD did in in a given series. So then he went on to say, when you watch those games and you say, ah, you know, Curry's numbers may be down a little. Remember, he's facing a double team. These are real double teams. These are elite teams throwing elite defenders at guys. So a fan asked Kevin Durant if Draymond's take was true. And my biggest advice to Kevin Durant is: wh- Why do you respond to these people? Like, well, I don't, Kevin, I mean, this is I, Kevin
0: Durant's move though. KD loves I mean, this.
1: It's like, I feel like Kevin needs like a hobby, or and listen, I, I've been known to clap back at haters, but I've learned, you know, when I'm gonna clap back at haters, call my mom and say I love her. Like, do something else. <laughs> but Kevin Durant doesn't do this. He retweeted and replied. From my view of it, this is hundred percent false. Ch- uh, Draymond then chimed in and tweeted, you have to learn to listen to full takes and not snippets before you get baited into tweeting, champ. And let me just say, when you call somebody champ.
0: Oh, it's my, one know, of my go to that's
1: the only thing. It's like calling them chief. Yeah. Like they're just things. you. I call hit them people, with a sweetheart sometimes. Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> and if somebody Sweetie. ever says ble- "Somebody ever says bless <laughs> your heart, my goodness, just, just go ahead and cry. But champ is bad. And then Durant hits back saying, Oh, I seen it, my brethren. I appreciate the compliments, but I disagree with what you said about double teams. That's all. I love the show.
0: Oh, well, that's so, nice on the back end. Liz, I don't I know
1: think people, mean, does care about Draymond's – he was on Colin Coward's podcast that he loves I don't, I, it,
0: Who knows? Right. It, does he love Colin's show? I don't know. I I, I think we all think that, that Draymond is going to go on to have uh, quite yeah, the career big big, in yeah. media after his playing days if he so chooses. And it does seem like he's going to head that direction. But I, I expect this from Kevin Durant, right, because this is what Kevin Durant is notorious for. He's got the burner accounts and everything else. He loves getting involved in this kind of stuff. And there's been these psychological studies, Matt Jones, where one of the problems with social media and how it impacts us all apparently is that we, you can give a, you can have a thousand compliments and one yes. insult. And that's psychologically right. speaking, our brains focus in on the one insult and you kind of ignore the thousand compliments. And it seems like that's what happened a little bit here. But I think part of that is just Katie being KD. But also I think it's this history between Katie and Draymond, right? Because it seemed like they had problems at the end of their tenure together in Golden State, and that is spilling over here. So when Draymond says he was incredible in those finals, but then it seems like he's taking a shot, a veiled shot at Kevin Durant. Hey, Steph would have been better if he wasn't double teamed over there. KD was doing all that when he didn't have the double team on him. Steph had the harder job. That is what it sounds like when you read between the lines. So I do understand where KD kind of got that from, even though Draymond set it up with something nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the the whole part of this has suggested what we've always known about the, these two is that they don't particularly enjoy each other. I right. mean, I'm not saying they hate each other, but we've all worked with somebody that just got on our nerves, and they would say something, and you'd be like, come on. You know, like, 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 the finals are about to start. Why is Draymond, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm like, why does Draymond have to compare me to Steph, right? And then if you're Draymond, you're like, dude, just, it's nothing. Let it go. And then Durant's like, well, I'm not going to let it go. Plus, you called me champ. Why did you say it? And then, and by the way, I understood what you were saying. You were saying it was harder for him than me, and you're wrong. And But here's the thing. Well, the he's reason, giving the Steph, Steph reason, an
0: excuse. I mean, I'm assuming the context is really he's giving him excu- an excuse here for not having one finals MVP, right? Like, that is really Draymond trying to excuse. Steph yeah. the excuse. He's but trying I, to hold but, Steph up.
1: But it's clear they don't like each other. At the end of the day, if they did like each other, you know what they do? They'd call each other and say, hey, man, why you got to say that, right? Instead, they tweeted each other. Mm -hmm. And when when you are constantly, and these two do it, chirping at each other on social media – that means that deep down you don't like each other and that's what I get and that's okay I don't think they have to like each other I am however surprised Amber Draymond's doing this on the eve of the NBA final.
0: Right I don't know if this is what Draymond should be focused on on the NBA finals and my guess is and I didn't hear the whole conversation that Colin probably asked him something like hey does stuff need to win a finals MVP. I do think although KD kind of ha- can be known for the sensitivity on social media I do understand why to him that seemed like Draymond taking away what Kevin Durant did but in was. winning the finals MVP. Like, like hey, was. right. It-, it was, it was like that dude. Sure. He was the MVP, but you know, he didn't really have a hard job. Steph Curry over there. He had the hard job. So don't let it fool you because he was double teamed the whole time. And Kevin Durant saying, Hey, that's not true. And in fairness to KD, like, I don't, we'd have to go back and watch that finals. Cause now we're some years removed for it. But I mean, I have a hard time believing they were just leaving Kevin Durant open the whole time. <laughs> Right? Like, we're talking about Kevin Durant, right? Like, oh, we're just triple-teaming Steph over here, and KD, he's just breezing by us all. I have a hard time believing that. First of all, I don't
1: believe Draymond's right that Steph was double-teamed seven times more. I don't believe that's that's made up. But I also believe there's some truth to the fact that it was easier for Durant to to get MVPs. But part of why it is, though, is that Durant is a freak of nature that's almost impossible to guard. And that, you know, I mean, there's – so. My take on all this, Draymond, just quit quit picking it. Durant, you know you two don't like each other. Kevin, just put the phone down, man. There's good stuff on television. Well, Sure, and as Kevin has nothing better
0: to do right now, right? I feel like Draymond does.
1: I, you give me his money, I got better stuff to do. You, will I'll find something. Now, Fair do you point. consider this Warriors team part of the Golden State dynasty? That's next.